0: Find a Community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to sporting professionals and founders from all over the globe. And today, it's no different, we have a very special guest, Mr. Casey Citadino from Sports Mentalytics. Casey, welcome to the show, buddy, how are you? I'm good, I'm
1: good, thanks for having me, I appreciate
0: it. It's my, it's my pleasure, sir. So, Casey, before we get into what's current with you, let's get back in time, where, where did it all start for you?
1: So I was the kid that played baseball growing up as a kid. Yeah. And then um, when I was like 12 years old, some of the parents on the baseball team said to my mother, "All of our kids are going over and playing lacrosse. You should get Casey into it. He might he he might love it." And uh, when I was 12, I I played one year of both lacrosse and baseball and. When I went to junior high, the next year I had to choose between baseball and lacrosse. I chose lacrosse. Um, I always knew I wanted to play in college. And when I got to my senior year of of high school, all of my friends were getting recruited. And I was getting recruited a little bit by some schools, but not of the caliber I wanted. And at the very last minute, I got an opportunity to uh, go and take a recruiting trip to Towson University. And they basically gave me a last-minute chance to come there, not necessarily as one of their recruits, but uh, almost like a walk-on. They basically said they would give me a year to prove myself. And when I came back, Towson went on a run to play and ultimately lose to Princeton in the semifinals and the Final Four. And so the year that I was basically going from being unrecruited, I went to play for the number three team in the country um, at Towson. And I went from being this unrecruited high school athlete to a uh, four-year starter, two-time captain, All-American, top 50 players in school history. And then I went on and played nine years professionally, um, seven years with the Denver Outlaws, two years with Charlotte. And then I played and competed in... Uh, as both a player and a coach in two World Games, 2014 and 2018 for Team Israel, and now I am actively uh, running and uh, my company, Sports Mentalytics, where we're educating and helping athletes understand, you know, more of the mental side of the game. And so it's been a an interesting run in my sports career.
0: Well, wow. from zero to hero. <laughs> <laughs> Literally from like not getting a gig to hero all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, it was a I had a decent a decent career, but you know it's it wasn't what I I'm still disappointed in the, in the outcome. Really? Yeah. Why? Um Professional Across is, is an interesting entity here in the States. And only a handful of guys can do it full-time. Most of us, um, even while I was playing, had a full-time job and would fly out and play in these professional games every weekend. And so, you know, working full-time and then trying to train and compete um, was difficult. And ultimately, I lost in five different championships. I've never, I never won one. I always fell short. So that's got a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, and maybe I'd feel differently if I had won one of those. Um, but I just feel like I, I had more in me. And I feel like I I, I, I fell a little short. That's that's just overall overwhelming feeling that I have.
0: Well, talk to us about the current setup uh, in lacrosse. I mean, how does it compare to your... Uh, your know,
1: American football college setup, basketball, so no, I mean, in, in compared to like American football, so it's still so small. The football here in the, in the states rules the world, right? There's so much money and cover. And, and look, it's 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 football. It's phenomenal, right? Um, everyone's tuned in. Lacrosse is a is one of the fastest growing sports at the collegiate level, at the youth level, and. There are a few different professional entities right now where there's Major League Lacrosse and there's the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, the Premier Lacrosse League launched this year and, and there's kind of a, this thing going on in the lacrosse world where now there are two professional leagues going head to head with each other and so it's it's interesting to see who will survive. Um, but at the end of the day there's still only a couple hundred of the best Professional players in the world that suit up every weekend and and go compete with each other and um, you know if, if you can do it and you can and you can do it at that level you need to do it.
0: Nice. Talk to me about uh, sports mentalities. Uh, what? How? How did you get into that? Like what? What? What made that come?
1: So at the end of my playing career, um, which was really 2014, in 2015, I was kind of exploring like just coaching and consulting. And one of the guys I played with in college introduced me to a friend of his, Dr. Brian Marantet, who has a PhD in organizational psychology. And he had just finished a year-long um, research project for developing how athletes think while they compete in sports. and. Um, ultimately it was the start of sports and and him and I worked together from day one. I knew I had to figure out a way to be a part of uh, his kind of project and, and company and um, earlier this year um, I bought in and became a partner of the company and um, I'm kind of like the business development arm of of what we do and we ultimately We've taken the latest trends in industrial organizational psychology and sports psychology and developed an interactive reporting system known as uh, Athletic Mindset to help athletes understand how they think while they compete in sports. And everything's done, computer, phone, um, it's all interactive, and we uncover a lot of the intangibles to teach kids. It's it's an education tool. And so we're actively rolling it out now, and um, we're in over 20... Um, college teams with some big names and um, we're having a lot of conversations uh, Can help athletes around the world pretty much.
0: Awesome. Uh, What are are some of the challenges that that you guys face trying to onboard uh, colleges athletes and so on?
1: Um, Every school is unique and different and obviously everyone has different budgets and some people understand that the the mental capacity and intangibles are super important but it's also still really new and so you know in the US people pay for physical training and weight room and speed and agility but paying for you know understanding the mental intangibles is still kind of early early on cutting edge but at the same time that's why sports psychologists have made a living for a really long time with the professional at, at the professional level and we're- What's going on um, for all the best athletes in the world and make it available to youth, high school, college athletes, and coaches? Um, And so there are definitely uphill battles when you're introducing something new to a marketplace, but um, it's fun, it's exciting. Awesome.
0: Well, what does the future look like for for you guys? Like, how how do you guys evolve and become better and different? So on and so on. Mm -hmm.
1: For me, it's 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 how can we create as many really unique partnerships um, with sports entities and programs that are out there that have volumes of kids. We we've, we've done all the back-end research and development, and now it's a matter of let's go partner with people that can roll this out to their database and platform of people to in, implement real change at the individual level, the parent level, the coach level. You know, how do we how do we raise the bar of, of athletes and teach them? these intangibles, just like they're taught things in school. We, we teach kids how to read, write, math, social studies, right? We expect a lot from them at an early age. Yet we never teach them these intangibles in sports. We always just expect it. So why not teach it?
0: Makes a lot of sense. Um, mental game plays a huge role in an athlete's life. No matter how, how good they look, if, if they're not right upstairs, it's extremely difficult times. Right. Um, okay. Awesome. Um, All right. So if if I said to you now, you're going to sit in front of uh, a college or a board, all right, what would you say to them? Why should they join you today?
1: It's it's really simple, right? College athletic department spend an obscene amount of money on scholarship dollars, right? The average... The average scholarship is roughly thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 per kid a year. And you're, and the average athletic department has 500 kids. So if I can shed a little bit of light from a risk management standpoint and help you recruit the right profile kid to your organization and develop a kid along further and give a coach a blueprint on their kids, I can implement real change. Why wouldn't you want to invest the time and the money in educating your entire administration with something like this that has not been offered before. Um, it's, it's really, in my opinion, a no-brainer from a value to the cost that we charge. I mean, it's, it's just it's, its a no-brainer.
0: Awesome. Casey, um, you're working on some great things. Very interesting. Uh, before we wrap things up, Where can we find you online?
1: Uh, Sportsmentalytics.com, or you can always email me, direct Casey at um, sportsmentalytics.com, and you can find me on all types of social media platforms, pretty much all, all your normal LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and I connect with people all around the world, so I'm always willing to have a conversation, no matter who you are. Mr. Casey, thank you very much. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure once
0: again. Thank you for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?